0: Apple MLS deal makes every live game available worldwide without local blackouts. We interview the publisher of World Soccer Talk to understand its impact on league, Apple, and sports in general. Listen on to hear more.
1: And welcome to this week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond, from Video News and Colin Dixon from In Screen Media is with me uh, as always. Hi there Colin, how's everyone? It's great
0: Well, and I'm really excited. We have a guest today. We have Christopher Harris from World Soccer Talk and he's here to talk with us about the deal between Apple and MLS which we think is a really really interesting deal um, but we'll get to that in a little bit but before we do get to that I think we're going to talk about some of the news stories that have been happening this week right
1: a couple of news stories this week that hit our radar you're going to lead us off with uh, an update on the Netflix ad business
0: Yeah, so you probably have already heard the rumors and discussion that Netflix was either looking to work with Roku or is looking to buy Roku in order to jumpstart its ad business. Uh, Well, the Wall Street Journal now is reporting that Comcast and Google are competing to work with Netflix to help it with its ad business, um, so the deal with NBC Universal would would likely be exclusive, according to the journal. And uh, people familiar with the matter also are saying it will probably involve a Comcast ad video ad unit Freewheel, which would supply the technology to help serve the ads, and probably would involve some sort of revenue sharing. Uh, and apparently there's a there's a question about whether there'll be guarantees in there for Netflix or or um some other way of uh, of sharing out uh, ad revenue from that and of course Google Google brings tons of ad serving technology so they've got plenty of chops there and of course massive experience selling ads against YouTube and YouTube TV so both could be very interesting partners for Google uh, for Netflix going forward but oh uh, boy where do you think they're going to end up will they end up with Netflix with with Roku with NBCU with Google or maybe partnering with all three or what
1: the heck are they going to do here yeah or some combination of the three who knows i found it a little bit surprising that Netflix is only just now starting to explore partnerships again i I would have thought that they'd be further along in how they're going to actually launch this ad business um, because the subscriber slowdown was obvious to see uh, post-pandemic. And yet here they are just with um, sounds like they're doing a first round of diligence. So, yeah, I don't I don't have any predictions. All, all three, I think, could be interesting partners.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. And the thing here, Will, is I'm just surprised at how slow they're moving. Uh, Disney says that they're going to in, they're going to um, introduce their ad-supported tier before the end of the year. They say they're going to have it worldwide by 2023. Netflix need to move faster than this. There's no reason why they can't. It's not like this is this is rocket science, right? The biggest challenge for Netflix, I think, will be. To figure out how to insert the ads into their shows, which never, which were never planned to have ads, I think that's probably the, the only, right. the only thing that's the unknown here. But everything else is pretty much known. Right. So I don't know why they're dragging their feet. Anyway, what what was what caught your eye?
1: Yeah, speaking of advertising, uh, what caught my eye this week was a um, Media Radar report on YouTube's advertising growth which has been a topic of conversation here on the podcast a number of times. But uh, Media Radar uh, um, shared that since Q4 21, um, video ad spend is up uh, by 30 percent and that the number of advertisers is up 21 percent quarter over quarter. And so that, again, shows YouTube strengths. Media Radar said that among campaigns that are running only on YouTube, ad spending is up 57 percent to 482 million. This is uh, these are numbers I'm quoting now from the Tube Filter report on the Media Radar uh, data. So, yeah, so there's some other information there uh, related to the broader industry growth. 74 percent of companies that uh, spend on online video do so. On YouTube and on other platforms, so YouTube is just one of the beneficiaries of this. Uh, And I think that was it. um, We'll include the link in the uh, in our post, but some just an interesting update there on how YouTube is doing.
0: Yeah, and. You know, Will, looking at uh, listening to those numbers, it seems to me that YouTube is continuing to outpace the overall growth of the industry, which, which that seems to suggest that it's taking an even bigger share than it currently has, which is, I, I guess, kind of scary, right?
1: Well, not if you're YouTube, it's not scary. <laughs> well, for the rest of but, the industry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, YouTube is a behemoth. We've, we've talked about this before. And you know, surely as Netflix, going back to our prior topic, as Netflix is evaluating partners, YouTube's prowess and online video advertising has to be a key asset for them. So um, we'll see how both those stories come together as the year progresses.
0: I guess so. But anyway, I think it's probably time for us to get to our interview. It is. And I'm delighted to welcome Christopher Harris, who's publisher at World Soccer Talk, to Inside the Stream. Christopher, welcome. Hey, Great. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So we've obviously we've asked you here to talk about this really interesting deal that Apple has done with MLS. But before we get to that, I think we better learn a little bit more about World
2: Soccer Talk. Tell us about it. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Uh, So WorldSoccerTalk.com is the number one source for soccer TV schedules and streaming schedules in the United States. Uh, Part of the the challenge about watching live sports is that there's so many games on so many different channels and streaming services, it's often very difficult to find out uh, where to watch those games. So on our website, soccertop.com as well as our iOS and Android app, which is called Soccer TV Schedules. Uh, we have all the listings for all the leagues from around the world so that you can watch legally in the United States. And then in addition to that, too, we have a little bit of fun. Uh, we also have a lot of analysis about um, the, the different cord cutting uh, services out there, the different broadcast uh, television uh, kind of re- reviewing and discussing um, the highs and lows of, of uh, soccer coverage in addition to the latest soccer news, uh, soccer uh, analysis analysis about the beautiful game from around the world so so all in all it's really kind of a hardcore soccer fans dream come true to have access and listings for all these games but then also discuss it with a community that's actually very very focused on streaming and uh, basically finding out the latest details about what what services to watch the games on.
0: And I've abs- I got to tell you, I absolutely love your app. I've used it a lot during the Premier League season. Um, everybody who listens to this podcast will know I'm a big Premier League fan. And I tell you, it really helped me sort out all the different games between all the different services, of which there are many. So uh, if you're a soccer fan, you should probably check out the the app for your phone.
2: Thank you.
1: Chris, I gather you must be an absolute soccer super fan.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because it, uh, it started as a passion. I mean, I've been a fan yeah. since I was a, probably like eight or nine years old living in Wales, um, and then moved to the States in 1984. Been here ever since, went to high school, college, et cetera. Um, it's become a passion it's become a, a full time business uh, there's there's three other employees uh, full time working on trying to coll- uh, basically collate all this information but for me personally i'm watching over over a thousand games a year so oftentimes, wow. yeah, oftentimes there's like five or six games a day on from around the world, and I'll be watching them, watching the actual coverage of it, watching the match, enjoying that, but also watching the coverage in, in terms of you mean is Paramount Plus doing a better job than ESPN Plus? Uh, how's Peacock doing compared to uh, Apple TV, etc.? So yeah, absolutely massive fan. It's um, my wife and I uh, when we we're dating, we got engaged. Uh, on the pitch at a MLS game, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> so I proposed to her on bended knee at halftime in front of about 11,000 fans. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's, it, it's a religion. It's an obsession. It's, it's a passion. Um, it, same with many soccer fans from around the world and, yep. and, and the U.S. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd oh, wow. say I'd say watching over a thousand games per year qualifies you as a super fan for sure, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I think
0: I think it does too. Uh, so anyway, let's di- let's dive into the discussion. Tell us about this deal that Apple has done with MLS.
2: Yeah, this is a major deal for uh, soccer and for uh, Apple and, and MLS. So the Apple TV deal uh, starts in 2023. It was signed uh, this past month. uh it includes hundreds of regular season games per year, uh, plus the Leagues Cup, which is a, a tournament between the Mexican teams and the uh, US and Canadian teams every summer. And then it has MLS Next Pro, and MLS Next. So in total, there's more than 900 games that it includes uh, per year without any local, uh, there's no local blackouts. Uh, it's a 10-year deal, and uh, it's uh, the actual valuation of this deal is approximately $250 million per year. So for 10 years, $2.5 billion going to Major League Soccer. Um, this, this is a, a massive deal for Major League Soccer and, uh, perfect timing too with the, uh, the 2022 World Cup coming up later this year and the, the 2026 World Cup coming in, uh, 2026, of course, uh, to the US, Canada, um, and Mexico.
0: Right. So it's a very forward looking deal. Uh, this is, I think, uh, possibly our listeners, I, it's worth repeating for our listeners that there are no blackouts here. So uh, with the MLB app, you, you can sign up for the MLB app, but you can only watch out-of-market games. You can't watch your in-market games. So this is really, I think, a first, right, in the U.S. market where you can subscribe now to a service and watch everything. Um, and so, so tell us about how you think this is going to impact the broadcast rights because those are still in process, right?
2: Yeah, that's the tricky part because uh so Major League Soccer announced this deal and in a perfect world they would announce the the broadcast deal at the same time that they may, uh, announce the Apple streaming deal. However, the broadcast deal is not done yet. So they're still speaking to ESPN, according to my sources, as well as a couple of other uh, kind of US TV broadcasters. So we're hoping within the next 30 to 60 days that that deal will be signed. However, it's a challenge because now that we know that Apple has the exclusive rights on the streaming side to every single game globally uh, for the next ten years, there's less of an incentive for the TV broadcasters to jump in on uh, jump into this because they know that I mean these games will be on Apple TV and it cannibalizes the audience a little bit. So. Um, about a year ago, MLS went to the TV broadcasters. They went to uh, uh, ESPN, uh, Univision, and Fox uh, to give them the opportunity to renew their deals. Um, at first, um, in terms of the reports coming out of that, was there was very kind of mixed interest. Um, Fox wasn't interested that much. ESPN was interested, but wanted a smaller package. Uh, Univision on the Spanish language side was interested. So on the TV side, there's actually been, if anything, less interest, uh, and, and thank heavens for Major League Soccer and with App- Apple in order, in order to do a streaming deal, because without that deal and without that $250 million a year, uh, injecting into the league, uh, Major League Soccer could be in a tricky situation. So the broadcast rights are, I mean, we're, we're kind of in that age though, right now too, where linear, isn't as powerful or isn't as uh, a must have. And, and and we're also in that age where more and more people are moving towards streaming. So for, with MLS, they're, they're definitely looking at here at, at a long-term deal, a long-term partnership. And the TV side of the things, uh, I'm sure the deal will be signed with ESPN in the next 30 to 60 days, but that's still up in the air. That's still a big question mark about how much those TV broadcasters are willing to pay.
1: Yeah, I was just going to pick up on the um, talking more about the deal itself, Chris. I'm curious to get your thoughts, number one, on whether you think that $250 million per year is more or less than what MLS has been getting through the combination of different broadcast deals uh, currently. Um, and that's the first question. And the second is, uh, you know, We'd love to just get your perspective on what you think Apple was looking for out of this deal. It's obviously a huge sports deal for them, and uh, where, you know where they see the upside.
2: Yeah, for Major League Soccer, this is a a big jump up in um, the actual rights fees. Uh, Currently, from 2015 to 2022, they're getting approximately $60 million a year from all of the the TV broadcasters in the United States and North America, uh, in addition to streaming. So to go from the $60 million a year to the $250 million a year, uh, which is going to be streaming only and doesn't include the TV, it's it's a sizable jump uh, for them. And then the, um, what was the second half of the question? Will, I'm sorry.
1: I I wanted to ask you about what you see the benefit for Apple as being.
2: Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, for Apple, I think this is, this gives them an opportunity that perhaps they couldn't get with any other sports league where they have exclusive rights globally to every single game. And we've seen with Major League Baseball, kind of the Friday night baseball deal, which is done not globally. It's only done in in a certain amount of countries. Um, This gives... Uh, Apple TV really a blueprint, a blueprint to say, hey, with MLS, we can go ahead and test this uh, and see how this works on on a global scale. Um, and then with opportunities to, to go to whether it's other soccer leagues or other sports leagues to say, hey, we've done this with Major League Soccer. Here's how it worked out. Here's how we were able to increase the reach, increase the number of uh, viewers and, and generate subscriptions. And and here's the power of Apple and, and what we can do for other leagues. Um, I think in many ways, it, it's more of a win for Major League Soccer than it is for Apple. But for Apple, I think this is a huge opportunity to take a league that's still growing. It's the third most popular soccer league in the in the United States. So it's uh, by no means the, the biggest or best soccer league uh, available to us in the US. Um, but it gives Apple an opportunity to really kind of test the waters here and see and see what it can do with, with ha- having everything uh, on a global deal.
0: And how do you think Apple is going to be providing
2: the games to viewers?
0: It's a sort of three-tier approach, right?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit confusing at first, because um, so there is the Apple TV app where someone can go in and subscribe to every single MLS game through there. Um, some of the games are going to be available for free, um, and then some of them are going to be available through Apple TV plus also. So depending on, uh, on who, who you are coming into kind of the, uh, the funnel, if you're an Apple TV plus subscriber, you'll get some of the games, but not all, uh, Apple TV subscribing, uh, to the MLS streaming service through that app, you'll get everything. And then if you're not a pay- paying subscriber, you just use the Apple TV app now and again, you will be able to watch some of the games. So, Any- um. Any thoughts on how much they're going to charge for each of those levels? I mean, we know what
0: it costs yeah. to get Apple TV Plus, but uh, how, how much do you think they're going to charge for a full season?
2: That's the multi-billion dollar question <laughs> because it, I mean, uh, that, that's, that's the huge question because I think it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's so hard to say because with the, the, the Friday night, uh, Major League Baseball deal, I think it's like with the Apple TV Plus, it's like, what, $5 a month. However, you I mean you get access to all these games through this MLS streaming service. Um I think I think the the, the actual process that Apple uses where I think for the first couple of months of uh, Major League Baseball everything's available for free is a smart way to actually kind of show people in terms of the quality of the broadcasts, how it works, how easy it is to to watch matches, uh watch watch games and then it, in, uh then start testing with the pricing. The pricing one, yeah, I, I don't have a figure in mind because it, it is, the, the challenge is, is most soccer fans of Major League Soccer are fans of one specific team. And currently, uh, they're used to spending about $6, well, it's actually $6.99 a month for ESPN Plus and then watching some of the other, some of their other games that are on national television. So they might be able to watch that over the air for free or maybe through a regional sports network. So the starting point is pretty pretty low in terms of that. Now they have access to everything, but they're still only a fan of that one team. So they may not be interested in watching. You I mean the twenty seven or twenty eight other teams? So it, it's it's yeah, it is a multi million dollar question.
0: And this is this is a pretty big departure for the league, right? Because before. Um, really, the teams were working with local ISNs to distribute their games in the local regions, and now it's now it's a it's a big single global deal, right? That's that's a huge shift.
2: It, it's huge. It is huge. And uh, Major League Soccer currently does not have the production staff in place. So uh, Apple will be working with Major League Soccer to set up a production studio uh, to centralize the actual production of the games. And then I think a lot of it will be like remote cameras that they'll have at the different stadiums nationwide. And then they'll have some people at some of the stadiums kind of uh, on site. But a lot of it, about half of the games are going to be done remotely from a central location. They have to hire talents, They have to hire the production staff. Um, so this is a whole... New uncharted area. Uh, previously, like you're right, Colin. In terms of the, the actual broadcasts, they were done on, on a local basis with the, the local regional sports networks, and then Major League Soccer was able to use use those feeds to broadcast those games. Now, now it's that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other uh, kind of uh, ball in terms of uh, trying to master that. Luckily, with Apple in terms of their expectations, uh, the quality. Uh, has to be really, really spot on in terms of uh, the viewing experience. Yeah.
1: Chris, I'm intrigued. We kind of went past it pretty quickly, but the four times increase in annual rights fees, you said from $60 million a year, MLS has been getting now to $250 million. What, what? um And that's before talking about any incremental that they might get with the broadcast rights now as well. I'd love to know more about what you think drove that four x increase. That's pretty significant for any league.
2: It is. Um, at the same time, it, it's it is one of those things where, like, just sports, live sports especially, is really kind of where people uh, seem to be going to in terms of. I mean, yes, we're subscribing to HBO Max and Paramount Plus and all these streaming services for content, uh, but oftentimes, what brings us back on a regular basis throughout the entire Calendar year is that live sports. So we've seen some major, major deals in the last 12 months, uh, for the Spanish league, La Liga, the signed exclusive deal with, uh, with ESPN plus, uh, also the Premier League that renewed its deal with NBC and Comcast, uh, for another six years for a multi-billion dollar deal there too. Uh, and that's just the United States alone. So. I think it's more more to do in terms of live sports and just the the thirst and, and the hunger, um, knowing that it will bring in an audience, um, a very very loyal audience. I mean, if you can, for Major League Soccer, if they can get these people over to the Apple TV uh, app and subscribing through there and then watching, I mean, whether it's uh, original shows or programming or maybe subscribing to Apple TV Plus and seeing some of the great content that's there, they've got them for ten years. So it's partly acquisition, uh, but also, I think, in terms of just the popularity of live sports and how much it does make a difference in people's lives in terms of, you mean, it's, it's almost like an addiction. It gets them hooked and they keep on coming back to watch more. Fair enough. Uh, you know, one of, one of the
0: things is that about this deal is I think uh, for the first time, an MLS fan now can get all of the games in one place. It's not spread out. They don't have to have an RSN. They can see all of the games in one place with one subscription. Do you think this is a template for other sports going forward? Or do you think they're all going to sit around and watch what happens with MLS and and decide if that's the way they want to go based on how it does?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good template uh, in terms of especially for cord cutters. I mean, in terms of people that uh, don't have, you know, a, c- a cable subscription or satellite, uh, here's a way that they can go ahead and subscribe and, and get everything. And then it, it, it takes the complexity out, out of the situation rather than every week looking at the TV schedules and trying to figure out, okay, is this game gonna, is going to be on cable or, uh, uh over the air television or is it going to be on streaming and which streaming service? And is it in English or is it in Spanish? So the, t- the template, yeah. So I think it, from Apple TV's perspective, this is the template. This is a perfect test case scenario. Take a, take a league, take everything that they have, take it on a global level, and then let's open it up and, and let's see what happens. Can we get people subscribing to a service from overseas and, and how to, I mean, if we buy a player, from, from Japan and bring him into Major League Soccer and make him into a star. Uh, does that increase the number of subscriptions coming from Japan? Um, on a global perspective, from a sports league, this does give a, I mean, a huge opportunity, whether it's if NFL would be looking at this, Major League Baseball, NHL, looking globally, okay, what things can Apple and Major League Soccer do to drive subscriptions uh, globally uh, can they create original programming for that area just for Japan only or, or whichever country it may be? Um, so, yeah, it, it it opens up a huge possibilities. And I, and I think in many ways, I think the leagues will be looking at this deal very, very closely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The, the idea of the NFL doing this, of course, if NFL has just signed a. A ten-year deal, which takes them through 2033. So I guess they won't be doing anything like this anytime soon. But you know, there's a league that's looking to expand uh, globally. There, I think they're planning on starting a team in London at some point. Um, uh, They've also been been doing games in London, and I think they've been doing they're going to do some games in other European cities this uh, this season. So uh, fascinating. It could uh, we'll, we'll have to see where this goes for the other sports.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, though, too, in terms of that global side of things. It does open up the uh possibilities. But at the same time, then, though, too, if you're a broadcaster, uh, TV company, maybe a Sky Sports in the UK or you're one of the other television broadcasters, it does make you interested. But then again, you kind of think, OK, well, Apple TV still has all of these games, too. You mean are we going to get generate uh, uh, enough people to, to subscribe to our t v service to watch these games when they know when we know that they can probably subscribe on streaming so it it helps there are definitely some risks and rewards with this one certainly are.
1: Very intriguing, Chris. Thank you so much for giving us the overview of the deal and your insights about what the implications are. I know, Colin, if you had any other questions, but I think this has been really comprehensive.
0: Yeah, I do t- I do too. And all I can say is if you're, a, if you're a soccer fan, you should really be checking out World Soccer Talk and you should get the app on your phone. It's the only way to really track the games, I think, uh, that we want to see. So, Chris, thank you so much for spending time with
2: us. Excellent. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you both and enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Chris. Cool. Thank you.
0: So it was so great talking with Chris, Will. I think this is such an important deal. I have been waiting for a sport to really go all in on streaming and MLS, I think, is the first one to have done that. Uh, and i think it's just going to be fascinating for us to sit back and see how the the league does now it's done this it's uh, as i say it's a complete first and i think could be end up being a template for the way other sports go uh, in the future but uh, as we said in the in the discussion NFL won't be doing this anytime soon but maybe somebody like mlb will will modify their the way they've been doing online i don't know
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, a lot of those rights deals are locked up for years to come, so it's not clear how much flexibility there is. But for MLS, as Chris said, it seems like it's a really strong deal. It's going to be great for players and for fans globally. And um, as you said, from a competitive reason, for uh, clubs to be able to watch each other's games in a really convenient way.
0: Yeah, you bet. But you know what? I think we're just about
1: out of time for this week. I think we are, Colin. So uh, great chatting with you and interviewing Chris this week. We'll have other guests on the podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening in. of in-screen media and video news, all rights reserved.